0: healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. listening to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Siegel, registered dietitian, founder of Nutritional Freedom, and total stationary nerd who's sharing episodes each week to help you ditch diets and get healthy for good. We'll dive into what really works when it comes to creating sustainable nutrition and health habits, ways to improve your body image, and how all of this helps you live a life that's in alignment with your values. Because that's what really matters, right? Let's dive in. Hello there. Welcome back to the Nutritional Freedom podcast. Today's episode. Oh, goodness. I'm excited for today's episode. My hope is that it encourages you to think a little bit differently. You know, to well, I guess first of all to take a second to pause, to examine your thinking and then to decide if the way that you're thinking, and this will all make more sense soon, um but to decide if the way that you're thinking is is really serving you or not. And and that's like a really beautiful activity to, to engage in, to kind of watch the way your brain works and then decide if you want it to work differently so that you can experience life differently. So today's episode is all about freeing your future from past failures, especially as it relates to kind of the way this works in your mind. Okay, So we discussed a few episodes back, I think it was actually more than a few, um, how thoughts create feelings and feelings create action. So we're going to talk a lot about the thoughts that you have about your past and the way that those thoughts are creating your current actions and the way that your current actions ultimately can can serve and can contribute to your future. All right? So I'm going to start with a story. Um, I think that's always can be helpful, right? I think when when it comes to thought work, it can feel very abstract. So I like to kind of boil it down to a story that, frankly, some of you may relate to. (laughs) So as it stands today, I'm not someone who particularly enjoys running. Which isn't to say that there aren't other ways that I I like to exercise, right? I I love moving my body, using my muscles, getting my heart rate up. But, you know, running just isn't my preferred exercise of choice. And and I'm, you know, at peace with that. But, you know, what's interesting is that several times over the course of, let's say, the last year or so, I have felt compelled to run. And what's been most interesting aside from that, you know, sort of uh, admittedly, Strange or unique phenomenon. Um, what's really interesting is that every time I do feel that urge, my mind goes back to this very specific point of time in my life, and that point of time is in college. I remember I was uh, it was my senior year, and if you know my story, go back to episode two if you'd want a little bit of a refresher. Um, but if you know my story, this you know that this was the time that I was really in the peak of of dieting and peak of hating my body, frankly. And I also didn't like running then. (laughs) That has been a throughput in my life, and you know, as I as it stands today and where I am now, I don't make myself do things that I hate. I don't make myself do things that I hate specifically with my body, and, and especially not to change my body. But at the time back in in my senior year, I thought, well, I hate running, and. I also think running will help me lose weight. So the smartest, best thing to do in that case is to train for a half marathon. It's not a great idea, people. (laughs) But that was the way my brain worked at the time. And it was really, you know, it was not a self-care uh, exercise. It was, it was anything but. So I started training for a half marathon. And I, I, again, I have these visuals of me kind of running around the Red River, 35th Street area. I remember running past Antonelli's Cheese Shop. If, if you live in Austin, you know exactly the area I'm talking about kind of around Hyde Park. And I remember I was doing a training program and, and eating very little, um, but I was doing this, you know, half marathon training program. And I remember I think it was around the time that I hit the either four or five mile mark, and and this was a big deal for me because up until that point, the most I'd ever run was what three point two miles, whatever a five k is. Because we, as a family, my brother had this crazy idea that we should be one of those families that does the turkey trot every year. We've since uh, we've since convinced him that that's just not. Um, Really how the seagulls operate <laughs> so I think that tradition died out but we we tried it for a bit but anyway so I'm in my training program and I reached this four or five mile mark and it was it was a big deal and I'm doing my training doing my running and I remember i I hurt my knee and it wasn't you know like a, a I didn't need surgery or anything like that but I just recognized okay now every time i'm I'm running now doing my training I'm getting this pain in my knee. Fast forward now several years. Well, no, more than several, several years. I guess, geez, almost, almost 10 years. Um, almost 10 years later. Wow. That is really crazy. Anyway, <laughs> almost 10 years later. It does not feel like 10 years, but it also feels like about a hundred years. Uh, time is, time is interesting. Fast forward 10 years later. And what's so interesting is that I still have this belief that even if I do want to run that I probably couldn't go more than five miles or so. I I hit this like upper limit in my mind. And I can have dialogue with myself and my own brain and recognize, you know, I'm much more athletic now. I'm, I'm much stronger. I know more about recovery. I'm also more willing to honor recovery. I also fuel my body better now. I have so much evidence that if I wanted to run five miles or more, I could probably work my way up to it. And yet I also have this belief that I can't. And this is such a clear example of my past, specifically my thoughts about the past defining my future. By the way, most of us do this, whether it's with your marathon training or with your career trajectory or with, you know, developing a healthier relationship to food or whatever the case may be. Relationship stuff, right? A lot of us have this in dating. I certainly had it in dating for quite some time. Most of us do this. We define our future based on what we've experienced in the past. We let our thoughts about our past define what is available to us in the future. And what's really tricky about this is that it's, it's a limiting belief. And what's tricky about this specific type of limiting belief is that we call it being honest or just being realistic. You know, we say things like, well, I tried that once and I wasn't very good at it, or I've downloaded all the dating apps, I've swiped, and no one ever swipes back on me. Or I always eat too much at restaurants. Or I've always been an emotional eater. Or even just a a couple of weeks ago, I was doing a goal-setting workshop, and one of the the guests raised her hand, and and she wanted to to share and get my opinion on something. And she said, you know, I'm someone who I never finish what I start. And I'm working on seeing this just as a fact about me. And what she was saying is, you know, I'm, I'm working on not judging this tendency that I have to just look at it as kind of a neutral fact. And listen, y'all know I'm all about like not judging yourself, not applying those layers of like guilt and shame over behaviors or, or even these tendencies that you exhibit. But what I really, you know, uh, encouraged her to question was her labeling of this tendency as a fact. You know, the the labeling as a fact made me feel like this is something that she would just see as true about herself and therefore never stop to question it, never stop to ask, is this thought, I never finish what I start, is this really serving me? And if I call it a fact, how does that potentially hurt me, right? I think, again, nuance, 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 there's the the upside of calling it a fact is recognizing that. It's not something that you need to judge, that it can be um, thought of as neutral. But the downside is that you see it as a fact. You see it as something that has been true and will always be true. But that's not necessarily the case, right? And I encouraged her to come up with some examples. Examples, you know, to confirm this thought of I never finished what I started. And then examples of when that's not been the case, You know, finishing degrees, finishing books, finishing a sandwich. (laughs) You know, these examples, large and small, can really serve to rectify your relationship with your past, right? To change that dynamic, to change the thoughts that you have about your past so that you can take more positive and productive actions in the future, Right? Remember, thoughts create feelings. Feelings create actions. What is the the feeling that comes as a result of thinking, I never finish what I start? Are you going to feel motivated? Are you going to feel invigorated? Are you going to feel energized? Or are you going to feel despondent and apathetic? And then what actions are going to ensue from those feelings? So let's play this out. Let's play this out with an example that may may feel super relevant to you, just given the, the time that we're in right now. So let's say you buy a new at-home workout program and you finish the first week and you feel super, super proud of yourself, which you should. But something happens. On Wednesday, you get a meeting placed on your calendar during the time that you'd normally exercise. And, and this throws you off this new rhythm that you're building. And based on the workout guide and the instructions, Thursday is your rest day. Okay, so you you missed the Wednesday workout because you had the meeting. Then Thursday is a rest day, so you take the rest day. And then Friday comes around and you're feeling so kind of quote-unquote off the wagon, right? We we all know that feeling. And so you skip Friday's workout too. So now you're you're 3 days out. And what happens is that that old feeling, that old thought, rather comes back. This, I never finish what I start. This belief that you have about yourself based on your past starts to creep back in. Fast forward a month later, the workout plan is just kind of another another tally in the the list of things that you started but did not finish, which only serves to perpetuate this belief you have about yourself that you don't finish what you start. Remember, thoughts create feelings and feelings create actions. So I want to take a closer look. I kind of want to run this example back and come up with some alternative thoughts and see how that changes the outcome. So let's think about this as a, as a first alternative scenario, an alternative reality. What if when that meeting got placed on your calendar, you thought something like, I'm committed to prioritizing my health in a flexible and sustainable way. What actions would come from there, right? I think we've we all had the experience of something getting in the way of whether it's a workout or a a massage or our plans to go grocery shopping, some act of self-care and something that we're obligated to do gets in the way. And in that moment, typically what happens is you you kind of throw your hands up and say, well, okay, what else am I supposed to do? My boss wants to have a call, or I have to go on a work trip, and you never kind of make good on that self-care promise that, that you intended. So in this example, what if you thought something, instead of just throwing your hands up and saying, well, what, what my boss says goes, and I guess I'm not working out. What if instead you thought something like, I'm committed to prioritizing my health in a flexible and sustainable way? So much more room for conversation here and for, frankly, like strategic thinking. So maybe you would just say, okay, well, I guess I'll make Wednesday my rest day and do Wednesday's scheduled workout on Thursday and, and keep on going, right? Honor that commitment that you made to yourself and just make it look a little bit different. Or let's say you went ahead and, and you you missed the Wednesday workout because of the meeting that got put on your calendar. And let's say you went on to rest on Thursday. It's really not a big deal, Right. So then what could happen is that when Friday rolls around and you sense this thought, you hear the thought, I never finish what I start, when you hear that creeping back in, what if you just noticed it? Because let's be very clear, such an essential part of the work that I'm encouraging you to do with your thoughts is really just about noticing your thoughts, just about slowing down enough and paying enough attention to recognize that you are having so many thoughts and some are serving you and moving you forward and some are not. So what if you just simply noticed that that thought was creeping back in? And what if you intentionally replaced it with something else? Something like, I'm working on becoming someone who finishes what she starts. Wow. How much does that change for you? Would that help you to see that, you know, this is a a journey that you're on, that this is a journey that's going to ebb and flow naturally and that more than your commitment to finishing the workout guide perfectly, that what you have is a bigger overarching commitment to yourself, to prioritizing your self-care and to ensuring that, you know, your approach to, to your health is motivated by thoughts and feelings of self-respect and self-care. I'm working on becoming someone who finishes what she starts. So you're going to have as you look back <laughs> at your thoughts and you look back at your past, you're going to see so many so many thoughts that you have about that past. And what I want you to do as as let's say homework for this episode, is examine objectively the way that the thoughts that you have about your past are affecting the actions that you're taking today. Again, think about your past and how are the thoughts that you're having about your past affecting what you are feeling and doing today. And then you get to run all of those thoughts through the filter of is this serving me? Yes or no? Do I want to keep this thought? Yes or no? And is there an alternative thought that I believe that would better serve me in this journey? You cannot change your past, but you can change the way that you're thinking about it right now. All right. Again, this episode, the purpose is to help you think a little bit differently and to see things a little bit differently and in doing so to create more actions that you agree with. So I hope you found this helpful. I would love, 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 love to hear any takeaways. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram And if you'd like to share this episode or the Nutritional Freedom podcast in general, it would be amazing if you shared it with a a friend. Send send a girlfriend a link to an episode or post a screenshot on your Instagram story and be sure to to tag us. I I love seeing it. Thank you so much for being here, for spending time on this podcast. It, It really means the world to me. And I will see you next week. Bye.